Welcome to the perfect place for imperfect people. This is the Local Church Podcast, and we hope this message both challenges and encourages you. Here's today's message. Hey, welcome. Welcome to the Local Church, the perfect place for imperfect people. I'm so grateful that God has been so good to us. Church family at home, I'm so grateful that you are with us today online as well. God has some good news for us. And speaking of good news, I just, I just want to start off by sharing some good news and some bad news. Which one do you want to hear first? Which one? I got good news and bad news. Which one do you want to hear? Let me hear. Bad news. How many say bad news first? Most of you. Well, I'm going to give you the good news first because the good news is that 70% of people who have good news want to share the good news first. Maybe it's because we're trying to sugarcoat the bad news, whatever it may be, but but 70% of people who have good news and bad news, they want to share the good news. Here's the bad news, though. You ready for the bad news? The overwhelming majority of people who hear good news and bad news only focus on the bad news. Proven here today. Give us the bad news, please. The majority of humanity, when there's good news and bad news given, the majority of us only focus on the bad news. We pay attention more to the bad news than any other news. And it seems like it's, it's human nature for us to dwell on what is wrong and what's not right and, and what we don't have. We focus on the bad news. And it's bad news for us. It's bad for our health. A neuropsychologist named Fabian Vanderberg, he, he did a study that basically said this, that the more bad news we hear, the more bad our health becomes. Several years of this study, the more bad news we consume, the more bad news we search after, the more bad news we fixate our attention on, the worse our health gets. And this, this is real bad news for us in 2021 because it seems like there's no shortage of bad news, Right? You scroll on social media, bad news after bad news after bad news, someone else is sick, someone else got fired, you know, the, the, doesn't matter what political side you're on, you know, there's stupidity in politics again, and it seems like it's never ending, but there's good news. How many of us know that? I scroll past the bad news. I was talking to Pastor uh, Garland this weekend. He's like, you didn't know what's going on? I'm like, no, because I, 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 don't, I don't watch the bad news. I look for the good news. I, lo- I love those videos of, of little kids getting, you know, hearing aids for the first time and they can hear their mom and dad speak to them. It like just, it breaks my heart with so much joy. I love when veterans come home and their family doesn't know and the dog's all excited and the kid's like, daddy, you're home. That just makes me feel so good. And I've been watching a lot of videos on YouTube of of just people blessing people, random people. You have a need, I can meet it, I'm going to meet it. It makes me feel so good. There's so much good news. And so I have good news for you in all of this bad news. The good news is today we're starting a new teaching series called Good News. And we're going to focus on good news. We're going to fixate our eyes on the good news. And this good news is going to fuel us, it's going to refill us, it's going to give us hope. How many of us are ready for some good news? All right, I got good news and I got good news. Which one do you want to hear first? Hey, we want to hear good news from you as well. Every single week, we want to celebrate what God is doing here in your lives. And so share good news with us. Go to thelocalchurch.com slash good news and just tell us. Tell us what God is doing in your life. There's nothing too small. There's nothing too big that we're going to celebrate here because we want to hear good news. And I have good news for you. 
Starts off with my son. This is my son, Ethan. He got glasses uh, this past week. Um, you know, he, he had 20-20 vision at the beginning of 2020. It's like 20-20-20-20. Great. But then all year long, he was doing this. I'm like, son, you're only a quarter Korean. Come on, stop it with the Asian eyes. He's like, dad, I can't see. I'm like, you're lying. Of course, I can see perfectly. We got him a, a, a test this week. And um, yeah, he can't see. <laughs> so he put the glasses on. He's like, dad, I can see again. And I was like, my son, I'm so sorry. So my son got some glasses. Good news. Let's celebrate that. Felicia and Austin, part of our church meeting who are watching right now. Baby Tyson was just born. All right, so you automatically celebrate a baby being born, but not my, my baby eight-year-old son. I see how it is, people. Felicia, Austin, we love you guys. We're so excited for, to, to meet baby Tyson. But he was born the past few weeks. Molly and Jonathan, their flight from their honeymoon arrived last night at 11. They got married last week. Let's celebrate Molly and Jonathan, part of our church familia. Two becoming one. Beautiful family that they are. Uh, Maria Ranton, uh, is she here today? She's probably serving somewhere. She's been praying for a new opportunity. She's been praying for a job. God gave her a new job at the school that her son goes to. So double good news. Come on, let's celebrate that. Andres and Pam, we're celebrating every month with you. 11 months of being cancer free. Man, we'll celebrate 12 and 13 and 14 and 15. We're so grateful for that. Leanne and Eric Hellander, they are celebrating their anniversary in Maryland right now. And so let's give it up for them celebrating the anniversary, but even more so, if you, if you see Eric, ask him when he's going to retire. He can tell you the time, the date, and the hour. They're retiring. Both of them are finally retiring at the end of this year. Let's celebrate that. You've been working so faithfully, so hard, and finally, finally, you're going to be able to rest. Uh, we also are celebrating Jay and Betsy Huang. Just two days ago, they gave birth to their second son, little Jin Sol Huang. And, and, and today, we, we actually, we, we want to give away some blessings as well. And so we wanted to bless them with a $1,000 gift basket to, to give them diapers, because how many of them know diapers aren't cheap, and, and all the things that they need. But we just decided that today, as we celebrate good news, we're, we're going to create some good news. And so last service, we were able to bless a single mom with six months of groceries. And, and today, in this service as well, we're going to give away $10,000 today. We're not a rich church. We just want to bless people in a time of bad news. And so... Bryant, where are you at? Bryant's on the camera. Bryant, I'm talking to you. Is that you behind the mask? Is that you, Bryant? Come up here, man. <laughs> Bryant serves on our storytellers team. He's responsible for everyone on Church Online seeing a lot of the pictures that we take. And we realize, you don't have a camera? You're so good at capturing stories. You don't even have a camera. He didn't ask for one, but we just want to bless him today with the new DSLR, Bryant. Because of the generosity of your church familia and the love of God, we love you, man. Just want to bless you with that. Well done, Brian. Thank you. Not, not only that, um, there's also uh, there's someone here who's near and dear to me, and they open up their home to seemingly strangers, uh, people that are in need, and um, constantly inviting anyone that they meet. And we know, Debbie, that... Times have been rough, but you've been so faithful to give your smile away, to give your cheer away, even though your sister's battling cancer and the people around you seem to be hurting you, but God sees, 
God knows, God cares. And so we want to bless Debbie today also with six months of groceries. <laughs> so you don't have to worry about that burden. You're able to, to pay your rent. Love you, my sister. Uh, I told her to stay for the second service. She was like, but you said last week to, to come to the first of the I said, just stay for the second, okay? Yeah, just, just stay. Today, we're, we're going to give away some scholarships to some college students. We've given away another camera to someone who, who just, it was a hobby of theirs, and we wanted to bless them. And again, we're, we're not a rich church, but we're a blessed church. And so we want to bless other people with good news. And doesn't it feel good? Doesn't it just feel good to give? Because that's the heart of God. So it's, we're more blessed to give than to receive. That's his heart. So over the next several weeks, we're going to be talking about this good news. We're going to be talking about the heart of our Heavenly Father. And so I've titled today's teaching, Getting to the Heart of It. And I want us to get to the heart of good news. Because even though sharing good news is good news, and even though giving away things is good news, it's not the entirety of the good news that God has for us. So I want you to turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 4, starting in verse 14. Here's what it says. It'll be up there on the screens. You can follow along in your app as well. Then Jesus returned to Galilee, filled with the Holy Spirit's power. Reports about him spread quickly through the whole region. He taught regularly in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. And when he went to the village of Nazareth, his boyhood home, he went up as usual to the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read the, uh, the scriptures. The scroll of Isaiah the prophet was handed to him. And he unrolled the scroll and found the place where this is written. Verse 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me. He has set me apart to bring good news. To bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that the captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. Verse 20, he rolled up the scroll, handed it back to the attendant, sat down. All eyes in the synagogue looked at him intently, verse 21. And then he began to speak to them, saying, The scripture you just heard has been fulfilled this very day. I want you to turn a few people around you and tell them, There's good news for me today. There's good news for all of us today. Maybe you didn't get something today, but God wants to get you good news today. And in verse 18, when, when we read good news, in some of your translations, it says the word gospel. Anyone ever heard that word gospel before by show of hands? How many of us have ever heard, you know, a lot of churches we talk about preaching the gospel. You know, depending on what type of church you grew up in or what kind of, you know, uh, uh, background you have, there's some churches that believe that there are, are different types of gospels. Like maybe you've heard of the, the prosperity gospel. This is something that's permeating the church. It's this idea and belief that God wants you to be healthy, wealthy, and powerful. And although that sounds like good news, can I tell you that's not the gospel? And then on the other side, the other extreme, there's some people who, who believe in the, pros, uh, the, the poverty gospel. 
It's this idea that if you want to be spiritual, if you want to be used by God, you got to give away everything. You got to live off nothing. You got to be poor. And can I tell you and thank God that that is not the gospel as well. But then we have gospel music, right? You know about gospel music. It's more soulful, right? More so R&B chops more than, than like rock or pop. What is the gospel? It's simply translated good news. And it comes from the Greek word evangelion. See, gospel, when we talk about being a gospel-centered church, preaching the gospel, that isn't a Christian word. That was a Greek word. And what it meant, it was the good news of the emperor and the empire. And so in that time, whenever the emperor wanted to decrease something, wanted to make a proclamation, he would say, it's good news. This is the gospel. And he would send out heralds to go to the city squares and all the towns and say, everyone, we have good news. It's much today like maybe a press secretary for an administration giving, you know, a news report on behalf of the administration. And listen, again, it doesn't matter what side of the spectrum you are on, who you voted for. Anytime a press secretary gives an announcement, they always try to spin it as something positive, right? But is it always? No. Like back in that time, everyone, ladies and gentlemen, I have gospel news for you today. Our empire is expanding. Our emperor is going to take a military crusade and we're going to take over all the surrounding regions upon us. We are expanding our reach. And all of you, you get to play a very significant part in us expanding our empire by paying more taxes. This is the gospel. This is good news. Is it? Now, for, for people who are in with the emperor, sure, it's good news. But every single emperor eventually was overturned. And so those who were close to them, now the good news is no longer good news. Now it's bad news for them because they're going to get theirs. They're going to go to jail. They're going to lose their life. And a lot of us, when we think of the good news of Jesus, when we think of the gospel, we think in terms like that. That it's good for some, but it's bad for others. And when we, we, we separate ourselves into different factions, we're the good guys. We're the God people. And so we get good news. We sing of all these songs of good news, but, you, but, you're, but you're, you're the atheists. You're the heathens. You're the cursor. You're, 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 you're the bad guys. So you don't get good news. We get good news. You can go to hell. This is what a lot of us think in our minds and even live out when it comes to this good news God has for us, but I have good news for us. You ready for the good news? The good news is good news for everyone. The good news, don't be mistaken, it's good news for everyone. And so these followers of Jesus, they, they took this, this common cultural word and they connected it to something, to someone that they actually believed was good news. Good news worth sharing, good news worth spreading, good news that they were worth, that they were, that they were willing to give their lives for so that the world could know this good news. John 3.16, we find a part of this good news in its most simple form. Many of you, you know this. Maybe you've heard this. Maybe if you're a guest today, you're watching online, you've never been to church, pretty sure a lot of you, you've already heard of John 3.16. Here's what it says. It says, for God so loved 
the world. That he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. It's so simple, it's so short, yet it's so profound. And if you know nothing about the Bible, start here. If you think you know everything about the Bible, return to this. This is the fullness of God's good news for us in its most simple form. This is the heart of it all. And it all starts with God. You know, a lot of people, they want to know what God is like. They have all these ideas about God. You look at Hollywood and God is displayed in many different ways. But, but who is he? God is powerful, first of all. He created everything. If you look to the skies, maybe not in South Florida because all the, the light pollution, but, but if you go up to the mountains or you go a little bit further north and you see the beauty of the universe, you stand on a mountaintop and, and you see all of creation. God created that with his powerful hand. And you don't just have to look out. You can look in. And the complexities that make us human beings, how things just work. This past week, I, was, I promise you, I'm not making this, I was doing this in my office. I was like, I know how this works, but how does this work? Like, finger up, finger up. Those are only two fingers I'll use. Like, it just works, right? I think in my head, whoop, and it does it. Everything just fits together. And inside of us, not only is everything intricately made, but that we have a moral code inside of us. Research has been done that every single civilization, every single culture, they have some sort of moral code. And a lot of it revolves around what is good and what is bad. It is bad to mistreat and abuse little kids. It, it is good to do good to your neighbor. Where did we get that moral code inside of us? It wasn't your abuela with the chancleta. It wasn't Mr. Rogers because who put that in them? It was God. Our conscience shows the fingerprint of a creator. Just like we see a building, there had to be a builder. When we see creation, there had to be someone who created that. He's powerful and he's perfect. He, he never makes a mistake. God never says, oops, whoopsie. He has no need for anything at all. But he's also present. See, although he has no need for us, he wants us. For God so loved the world. Now, perfect place for imperfect people, let me say it. There's some people in this world I don't like. Okay, yes, I'm human. Don't be shocked. Oh no, Pat, listen, there's people you don't like as well. I, I know it's true. People who call you up on the phone and say, hey, I'm just calling you about your car's extended warranty. It's like, I don't have an extended warranty, you scammer. People who talk in movies, people who cut you off in traffic and don't say, oh, I'm sorry. Like, like if you just say, if you just throw the hand up, like, okay, you can go. Like, I'm so mad at you, but okay, you can go. But no, when people just cut in front of you and they use a different hand signal, it's like, oh, gets me mad. I love Pastor Johnny and, and I have nothing against vegans, but don't put your cheese on our pizza. What's wrong with you? Come on, can I get an amen? Those people, it's like, Stop it. I don't like you. And because we're all like that, we all have the thing that we don't like. A lot of us, we kind of make God in our image and God must be out for vengeance. God must be out to punish people. But no, he, he, he loves. 
He reaches out with love. And this love is not the love that we love with. We say we love a whole lot of things, right? I love that movie. I love that book. I love that outfit on you. Oh my gosh, girl, you look so hot today. Wow. And I love you until you get old and ugly. And then I'll fall out of love with you and fall in love with someone else. This is how we love, right? But God, his, his love is a so love. His love is unconditional. His love is unending. And there's nothing we can do about it. He loves you. And you can't change that. Your goodness can't earn it. Your badness can't take it away. He loves you. But you know what we can do? And you know what a lot of us do do? We push it away. We reject his love. Because we've been so rejected in the past because our hearts have been hurt by other people. We're skittish and we're fearful when it comes to God's good news for us. I have this dog named Denny Crane. Put a picture up of my dog. It's actually not my dog. It's my wife's dog. And it's her dog before we got married. And then after we got married, <laughs> I have allergies. <laughs> How convenient. So we, we gave the dog away to my father and my mother-in-law. And um, I'm Korean and he's a hot dog. And so I've made a lot of jokes in the past like, Denny, stop eating here. I'm going to eat you if you continue to eat. That. I don't make those jokes anymore. Don't send any nasty emails. I kind of actually really like the dog. He's cute, and he's just grown worse, you know, as he's continued to, to, to grow. He, this is a very old picture. He has, like, cataracts now, gray hair everywhere. Like, true story, we, we thought he was going to die, like, four or five months ago. You know, he's, he's like, 16 years old. Dachshund shouldn't live that long. And so the kids were saying goodbye to him, and then my little daughter, Emma, she prayed. She said, Jesus, please heal Daddy. Help him to walk. And the next day, the dog is walking. We're like, yay! Now we got to find a house sitter, you know, to watch a dog while we're out on vacation. Great! But I, I love this little dog. I've grown to love him over the years, but, but he's still skittish when it comes to me. Even he can't see where, well, sometimes I'll reach and, and he'll, he'll go back a little bit and he'll, he'll get all tense and he'll tinkle on the ground. And I, I know I probably shouldn't say that in church. Pardon my French. You can't say tinkle. It's not just me, though. It's, it's our children as well. They love him and they just want to pet him and let him know how much he means to them. But he'll... He'll respond with barking or sometimes biting. And why is that? It's because when he was a puppy, he was abused. He was mistreated. And even some 15 plus years later, he still finds it difficult to trust people. I think a lot of us are like Denny. When it comes to God's love, we've been so hurt by churches. We've been so hurt by church people. We've been so just disenfranchised by life and all the bad news that we push away and we're skittish and, and we're reluctant that God could love and God could give good news. And with all of our pride and all of our chest pounding, we're very anxious and fearful people, but that doesn't stop him. He continues to pursue us with love. For God so loved the world that he gave. What did he give? His terms of service? His commandments? I love you, so you better follow everything I say. He gave his son. His son, Jesus. 
Jesus is not simply a historical figure. He's not simply a good teacher. He's the one and only son of God who loves us. Who loves us so much that he was willing to give his life out of love for us. You want to know what God looks like? You don't have to look in or out. You can look to Jesus. The way that he loved. He loved the unlovable. He forgave the most heinous of sins. He hung out with imperfect people. He met people's needs even though they didn't believe in who he was. This is the heart of the good news. I want you to write this big idea down. The heart of the good news is that God is love. If you know nothing today, know that. God is not out to get you. God is not out to punish you. God is present today and he is love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And some of us are like, I don't need that. I'm good. I'm good on my own. All right? I'm, I'm a moral person. I don't have any needs. Why does God have to do that for me? Because there's a heart issue with every single one of us. Every single one of us, we have a heart problem that we can't heal on our own. And Jeremiah 17, 9, it says, The human heart is the most deceitful of all things, and it's desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? I don't know, because there's sometimes like my heart really feels like this is the right thing. How many of us have ever said that and done something that our heart feels and we found out my heart was wrong? This relationship stinks. This opportunity is a disaster. We have a heart problem. And then in Mark 7, 21, it says, For from within, out of the heart of man, come evil thoughts, sexual morality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All of these evil things come from within and they defile a person. What this is talking about is sin. And I know when people talk about sin, we think it's bad news. Don't, don't, don't talk about this sin. Don't, don't, don't point out my sin. We're all imperfect. All of us have this heart problem. It's called sin. And it's not bad news. It's not bad to talk about sin. One of the most loving things we can do is talk about sin honestly with people. It's because it's sin that separates us from God. In Mark 5 8, it says, Only the pure in heart. When Jesus is talking about the Beatitudes, he says, Only the pure in heart will see God. God is perfect. He's blameless. He's spotless. He's sinless. But yet, we are not. And it doesn't matter how good we try, unless we are perfect in every single way, unless we never sin, we can't see God. That's bad news. And Romans 6, 23 doesn't sugarcoat. It has the bad news and the good news, and it gives the bad news first. Romans 6, 23 says, for the wages of sin is death. Because God is perfect, because God is holy, because God is just, and we are not and we sin, the price, the payment, the penalty that we deserve that God has to enforce being just 
is death, is eternal separation from this perfect God who loves us. And that's bad news. But this is good news, amen? I want to share some good news. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God. You didn't do anything to deserve it. Brian, you did nothing to work for that. It was a free gift because we love you. Because we love you, Debbie. The free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. This is the good news, that we can have a new life, that we can have a new heart. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old, has, the old life has gone. A new life has begun. Do you, do you understand that this isn't prescribing Lipitor? This isn't putting stints in your arteries and doing a bypass surgery. He doesn't make your broken heart better. He gives you a new heart. He gives you a new life. See, this good news that these first followers of Jesus were willing to give their life for wasn't that Jesus died, that Jesus rose again. And because Jesus is alive, we can be alive. We can have a new heart. The good news isn't bad people become good. The good news is dead people become alive. And this is the good news of God for us. For who? For preachers? For people who serve? For people who give at church? No. Whoever. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever. I don't want you to miss this. He's being very personal. He's talking about you. Who? Whoever. You matter to God. He loves you so much that he sent his son to die to rise again for whoever believes in him, for you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes, say believes, believes. say one more time. Believes. Church family at home and here one more time, say believes. believes. So I want you to say that because a lot of us don't get that. A lot of us think it needs to be far more complicated what good do I need to do? What class do I need to take? What do I need to give up? You didn't earn it. You can't unearn it. No, but doesn't God help those who help themselves? God never said that. In fact, his word shows it's the opposite, that God helps those who know they can't help themselves, who know I can't win without you. I can't get through this without your help. I can't be good enough. I've tried. I've failed. My heart has deceived me. I need your help. That's who. Whoever believes. It's that simple. We've been saved by grace alone and Christ alone, by faith alone, we can't do anything to work it in our lives. All we do is believe. That's our responsibility, to, to believe. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, 
that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Meaning, we get God's goodness forever. Not just during a church service, not just when you did something that was good, when you complimented your child and you helped you. No, no, forever. This is the good news. This is the good news he has for us. It's free. It's here. It's available. Will you receive it or will you reject it? How will you respond to this good news? I want to get to the heart of it. Here it is. Final big idea. Here's the heart of this good news. And we'll continue to talk about this over the next several weeks. And, and we'll, we'll show different perspectives and what it means, not just for forever, but for our today. But here's the heart of it. If I believe, if I believe the good news of all that Jesus has already done for me and receive it, and receive it for myself, I can experience, live out, be overwhelmed by all the goodness of God for all eternity. Today, you have the opportunity to respond to this good news, for you to cross over the line from death to life. What are you going to do with it? Jesus, when he called his disciples, he called them all by name. Today, he's calling your name. He's let you know, this is the good I have for you. How will you respond? In the seat back in front of you, and for those of you, can, can you hand me one? In the front row, go ahead and reach behind you. There's a, a connect card. Thank you, Debbie. Dual blessing today. Can all you grab one of these? Every single person. Grab this, pull it out right now. This is a connect card. Our heart here at the local church is to connect people to Jesus and to one another. And so every single one of us, we have a next step to take. For some of you, there's several things you can fill out. You can write whatever you want there. For some of you, you may have questions about what it means to follow Jesus. You may need to talk to somebody. You may be in a place in your life where you just need some help. Every one of us have a next step. Maybe you have something to share. Maybe there's some good news. You can't even wait to go to localchurch.com slash good news, and you want to share it right now. Whatever that is, a prayer request. Every one of us, I want to ask you right now to take your next step and just fill that out. Let us know. Let us know how we can come alongside and help get you connected. But some of you today, your next step is to surrender your life to Jesus, to receive this good news that will leave you changed forever today. And so if that's you, if today you're saying, okay, I need this. I need Jesus. If today you're saying yes to God's free gift of life and love, if you're saying, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he lived, died, and rose again for me, and I receive it for myself so I can have new life, I want you to write down this card anywhere on the notes, anywhere. Just write, I believe and I receive. But that's you today. You are crossing over the line. This is more for you than it is for us. 
I want you to know, God wants you to know that on this very day at the 1030 service, you made a decision that changed everything. I believe and I receive. And then give us some contact information because in a few weeks, we're gonna be celebrating some good news. We're gonna be celebrating everyone who surrendered their life to Jesus over the past several months through baptism. It's gonna be a meaningful time for us as a church family. But if that's you, write down, I believe and I receive. And that's it. You are a new creation. I, um, I did Molly and Jonathan's wedding a few weeks ago, and at the very end, after they shared their vows and exchanged rings, I said, okay. They're like, is that it? Yeah, that's it. That's it. I mean, that's a commitment. Legally, I've done everything. Legally, you are officially married. Marriage, continuing the relationship is something else, but, but really, it's, it's that simple. 12-minute ceremony, that's it. There's no class you have to take. There's no offering you have to give. There's no dirt you got to sweep out of your life. You just say, I believe and I receive. And he becomes the Lord of your life forever. And now the journey is beginning. The relationship is just beginning for a lot of you today. Nine last service. I don't know how many in this service yet. And he's going to walk with you. He's going to guide you. He's going to grow you. He's going to give you new desires. He's going to transform you from the inside out. You don't have to force it, but you do have to receive. Thank you for listening to the Local Church Podcast. If you enjoyed today's message, we'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and review and share what you learned today. You can connect with us at thelocalchurch.com or by searching The Local Church on your favorite social media platforms. We hope you join us next week for a brand new episode. And remember, you matter to God and you matter to us.